0: we appreciate it
1: no problem um so i saw in the um in the little text box in the calendar that you indicated you wanted to know a little bit about your love life your career and your future um so i just want to preface everything today by saying that the these birth chart readings um life path astrology readings as uh as i've been trained and as um, what they're designed for is um to really just get, get you some clarity about what you're here to do, like your soul's purpose. It isn't, however, fortune telling, um, and anything that's really predictive. So, you know, I, I obviously I'll go through and show you like where energies can, um, help you show up, in your best way in different areas of your life, um, but it, I won't be able to tell you like specifics, like you know yeah. where exactly you're going to be in three years and things like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to preface with that. Thank I'll you. Go ahead, yeah, no problem. I'll share my screen so you can see your chart. And um, really quick, where did you see um, the? Uh, where did you see
0: the? Uh, I think it was on the medium. I think I read one of your articles. Oh, oh okay, got it. Cool. Well, thank you again. Um, No, no problem. I really like
1: reading your stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, Can you see my screen? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Awesome. So you are a Gemini sun, sun sign, um, Virgo rising, and Aquarius moon. That's a really great uh, combination with uh, air, earth, and actually, no, double air. Yeah, double air Mm -hmm. and earth. (laughs) So that's a um, really good placement in your chart now to dive into like what you wanted to know about your love life what i did was i just took a look at the uh, seventh house here so you'll see Mm -hmm. that your charts comprised of 12 houses and 12 zodiac signs the seventh house is all about partnerships Um, so marriages it's not just romantic relationships but marriages um, and intimate relationships are included in the seventh house and you have it in the sign of pisces a little bit of it's in Aries, but for the most part, it's in Pisces. Um, no planets are there, which isn't a bad thing. But I would say a seventh house in Pisces really just indicates that, you know, your relationships are going to be, well, the best, I'm sorry, the best kind of relationships that would suit you would be ones that are um, a bit deeper, you know, so not shallow, um, ones where you can be vulnerable, that person is vulnerable, vulnerable with you um and you're just really you feel really safe with sharing like parts of yourself that you may not show to like the the public or um people you don't know well um piscean energy it's pisces is ruled by neptune so piscean energy is all about like it's it's a water sign so it's like very dreamy it's spiritual it's psychic um it's of kind of like the the ethereal realm right it's not like of, mm-hmm. the, of the earth realm so i would say like you know really great relationships would embody that type energy um yeah so are you are you currently single or are you looking single, single? yeah
0: okay. okay i had a bad breakup a few months ago with a narcissist oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right i'm um, i'm recovering definitely mm-hmm. yeah no no it oh, took well. me a while to get there but i think it's, I think it's probably for the best
1: yeah yeah for sure well you know if sure. you're not in the relationship anymore and i would definitely say mm-hmm. that you know having that pisces placement is definitely a great placement for, to help you heal um, mm-hmm. in that area of your life so oh good job with getting out um okay so i want to jump into your career because according to your placements is actually very interesting you have something called a stellium and what mm-hmm. that is in your 10th house a stellium in your 10th house And stelliums are basically when there's three or more planets in one house or three or more planets in one sign, um, zodiac sign. So the 10th house is all about careers and how you make your imprint in society. And you have your Mercury, your sun here, and Gemini is here. And then you also have Mars. You also have your Chiron. So the Chiron's on a planet and I'll talk about that in a second. But I would say that... um, you know, it's kind of the energies here in your 10th house are just very interesting. So there's some challenges here, but then I think you also have a lot of really great empowering energy. And the reason I say that is because (coughs) your, um, your Mars is in Gemini, right? So Mars is the planet that, uh, rules what motivates you. It's like the, I think Mars is the God of war, I think. So it's action oriented, um, it's, it rules to sign Aries, so it's like fire energy, passionate, um, all about initiative, like leadership. Um, Mars is like, it starts, finish. Um, it's the first to start and the first to finish, excuse me. Um, so very fast paced. And I think having that placement in your career, in the house of careers, is like really going to help you, number one. If you're not happy in one career, you're going to get into a, in another one that is going to make you satisfied. Um, and you probably also are not going to be very quiet about it with your mercury here. So mercury is the planet of communication, but it's not just dialogue, like one-on-one or, you know, conversations. It's also how you communicate yourself to the world. So think of like asserting yourself, um, speaking up about your boundaries and like really creating that personal mission statement or personal brand, um, that, you know, everyone sees when they, um, when you meet someone or how you show up in this case in the 10th house in your professional life. So Mars and Mercury here in the 10th house in Gemini is amazing. I think that really indicates a lot of success. However, you have your Chiron here too. So the Chiron is where your soul is wounded. Um, It's Mm -hmm. like, Adverse experiences from previous lives or anything traumatic that happened to you in previous lives So it shows up in the current her- human experience as like some blockages or like subconscious beliefs So I would say, you know with a chiron in gemini since gemini is an air sign It's very intellectual and it likes to stay busy. It likes to be in multiple projects um, that, you know with a wound there you may feel like maybe what you do isn't enough or um you know, feeling like, you know, you do a lot of things, you're involved in a lot, but you're still somehow unfulfilled. Um, and, you know, you're kind of like seeking out something else, even though, like, in reality, logically, you know, you are doing um, things that are appealing to you, things that, you know, you're good at, trained in, <clears throat> educated in. But there's kind of like, a, again, it's kind of like a subconscious belief that, you know, it's just not enough. Does that resonate?
0: Yes. Very much so. Okay okay Um, these are creepy actually
1: (laughs) yeah um so yeah these are pretty i mean i feel like the chiron there's a few elements of the chart that are usually pretty dead on and i think chiron is one of them um again because it's kind of insidious it's like it's not really like any type of hardships that are currently present or anything Mm -hmm. that's you're doing but it's like the energies that we're just kind of born with um, but I, again, I would say because you have your Mars and your Mercury here, that's like amazing. So I think you transmuting that energy that, um, you know, things that come up, um, like any type of like fears that kind of come to the surface in your career. Um, I definitely think you're, you're capable of like overcoming that with Mars energy and Mercury. Um, perfect, perfect placement actually. Um, okay. so that's what I have for your career. Now, um, this, what I'm going to get into now isn't really about your future um, in particular, but it can kind of influence what happens in, um, in your life moving forward. So I am going to talk to you about your true node. It's this little symbol right here um, over in your chart. It's down here. The true node, also known as the north node, is Mm -hmm. all the challenges that your soul is meant to overcome in this human experience to make sure that you ascend to your best self um, during this lifetime. So the true node, it's placed, your true node is placed in your ninth house in the sign of Taurus. So the ninth house is um, all about leadership and how we guide others. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit about the career too, but I mean, this is more like how you show up as like a subject matter expert in any area of your life. Um, kind of like the, you know, the go-to person, like the trusted um, guide or leader or teacher. So that's seven. I mean, sorry, that's ninth house energy. Um, so yes, having that placement true note and Taurus. So the notes that I have here is that um, you do have some challenges or hardships appearing as an authority figure um, or just like receiving the rewards that um, you deserve. Um, Because one thing with Taurus is that it is a hardworking sign, but it also is a sign that is going to enjoy the fruits of its labor. So it's gonna work really hard, but then also sit back and relax and enjoy what um, it's received from that hard work. Excuse me. Um, Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus. So, yes, Venus is all about love and beauty and elegance, but it's also about prosperity. It's also about just, you know, enjoying a nice, comfortable lifestyle. Um, but you having a true node there means that, you know, doing that would be um, just a little bit of a hardship. Again, it's this doesn't speak to, like, your capabilities or, um, you know, your educational level or anything like that. This just kind of speaks to, like, what may show up as you try to do that in your life. So... Um, and again, it's um, leadership and like being a guy, kind of like being the expert of something. So I'm not sure if like, you know, maybe you don't feel comfortable charging people for services or um, I don't know, like you might feel guilty. Like if you want to, like maybe you do get paid really well for something, but you feel a little guilty for um, using some of those funds to like buy something really nice. That's what I'm getting with this true node placement. Mm. Does that sound like, yeah. You? Okay. Um, but the good thing with true nodes is that the South node. So there's no symbol for South node, but to get that, we just go opposite of the true node, 180 degrees across. And the South node is like all of the gifts and talents that your soul has brought over from another life. So what you do really well is right here in the third house, um, third house is the house of communication. What I was talking about earlier with Mercury being like, um, not just dialogue, but like standing up for yourself, um, creating like your personal brand, things like that. That's third house. Um, you have your Saturn here and it's your self mode is in, um, in the third house with Saturn in the sign of Scorpio. So what you do really well is I think you do know how to articulate a, a message. Um, I think you are like a really great poised speaker. Um, and you do like to go deep. You know, you do like to kind of like tell really great stories. I'm not sure if you're good with like um, teaching using like anecdotes or really great examples. Um, you know, whether that's verbal or written. Um, Yeah. So that's what you do really well. But as far as you showing up to people as that, that's the challenge. Cause I feel as though, you know, first off, everything above this ascendant line is external. Mm -hmm. Everything below is internal, kind of like how you see yourself and, you know, regulate your emotions and things like that. So I think, you know, that you can communicate really, really well. But I think as far as you, again, showing up, you know, kind of, Front and center, and embodying that energy is just a little bit of a challenge for you. Um, and you just don't, you don't go there naturally, right? Like you might just kind of say to yourself and like write or read and things like that, but maybe not share that with people. Um, at least not by default, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if someone asks you. Um, so that's what I'm getting with your true node and south nodes. Um, I want to touch a little bit on Saturn. So Saturn is the planet that's, it's bittersweet. I like to think of Saturn as bittersweet because it's, it's a disciplinary type planet. It's like the strict grandfather of all the planets. It wants to make sure that you're following the rules and that you know your limitations and that you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing. So when you don't do that, when you're not, when you're deviating from that, um, Saturn is going to create challenges in your life to, to get you to pay attention to what to get you back on track. Um, so, you know, it's good for kind of helping us um, like realign ourselves or like kind of end those karmic cycles, but then it doesn't feel good when it happens, right? So, um, but I would say you having your Saturn in yourself where your self mode sits is good. That means that you, you know, you embody that energy very well. Um, and again, with it being in Scorpio, Scorpio is, is a water sign. It's going to go very deep. It's, um, it's emotional, it's like vulnerable, you know, and I think having those attributes really is what makes someone a really great communicator. Um, so yeah, that's what I see about that. Um, now, did you have any specific questions about your future? I mean, I know you had you asked about your love life and your career, but like, is there something you're working on or something coming up that you wanted to know about?
0: Um, I was hoping to work overseas. Okay. So huh. I just wanted to wonder if that will happen again. I have, I've done it previously. So.
1: Hmm. Well, was it successful when you were there before mm-hmm. and you're going back to the same place you were or somewhere else? Somewhere else. Oh, Okay. Well, you know what? I think if I just had to give you an answer based on your chart, I would say yes. Um, and that I'm getting that again from your Mars energy, um, your Mars and Mercury placements. Um, what else can I get from that? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think so. I definitely think it would be, and again, because Gemini likes, it likes different things you know it likes to switch it up it likes to kind of be busy and kind of do something different but something that's also very um, intellectually Mm. satisfying so i think if that move is going to do that for you i definitely think it's going to be a successful move
0: perfect so uh, did the lack of planets is that a something you'd be worried about or in the night in the ninth why would that be the case just
1: random or yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know exactly how these placements are put. So I, you, I go to a program, it's free, it's online. Mm-hmm. And I just put in your birthday the time and the location and it spits out like where your placements are. Um, mm-hmm. but I would say like, if a house doesn't have anything in it, that's not a bad thing. Um, and actually might mean like, it actually might be something that isn't really like, um, how can I say this? Like, it's not, something your soul purpose is here to focus on, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think where the placements are is kind of what indicates like your soul's work. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, like, like we talked about Chiron and true nodes. So your soul is here to like work through those challenges and like transmute the energies of the Chiron, but you have other planets in that house is going to help you do that. Things like that. Um, but the fact that you don't have anything over here in the first 12th and 11th, you know, I don't think that, mm. You know, it does. It's not a bad thing, but again, I don't think it's like what you're here to do. Like, if you had these planets here in your eleventh house, I would say, oh, you're definitely humanitarian. Like, start a nonprofit. Um, you know, get into philanthropic causes because that's everything about the eleventh house. Um, but you don't. You have it in your tenth house. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but it's not to say you couldn't do that. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's just what that's my take on um, having planets in the houses versus nothing um so the next thing i wanted to get into is your moon sign so we know your true note is your challenges your chiron is your soul's wounds but the moon is your ancestral wounds so it's like your parents their parents if you knew them um aunts and uncles maybe your siblings like it's what i like to call a soul cluster so the people in our family of origin Pretty much everyone, you know, there's like traumatic events that happen, adverse experiences. So, you know, there's like wounds within your soul, mm-hmm. your soul's family that um, may have a- affect you. Um, so your moon is placed in oh, it's right on the line, actually. So, yeah, you're zero degrees, degrees Aquarius. So you're right between Aquarius and uh, Capricorn. Um, so that means if you were literally born like an hour earlier, you would have been mo- a moon in Capricorn, but, um, in the fifth house. So what the mm-hmm. fifth house is about is uh leisure, relaxation, and playtime. And mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, having a moon there, first off, moons kind of embody the shadow side of the, the, um, the zodiac of where it's placed. So here you have it in Aquarius. I know it's right on the line, but technically it's in Aquarius, <laughs> So the shadow side of Aquarius is like, I personally, I feel like they give too much. So Aquarians are the humanitarian of the Zodiac. They are the team player. Um, They're worried about the collective, um, always kind of showing up and um, creating big ideas or like being visionaries for everyone else. But they, in the process, they may abandon themselves. So shadow side of Aquarius would be definitely someone who is like, um, Burnt out, right? Because they're just always giving to other people. So with the moon in Aquarius, I was thinking like maybe your family of origin they really were like maybe I'm, I was thinking overly responsible like for other things going on outside the family unit, and they really just weren't worried about relaxing or enjoying like the company of the family. But it was like always kind of what's going on outside. Mm. Um, so there just might not have been a lot of cohesion within the family as far as like actually enjoying each other's time because like I said, it's leisure and relaxation. Yeah. Um, does that resonate? Yeah, it
0: does. Well done.
1: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Um, good. Cool. Cause I actually, sometimes I struggle with the fifth place, the fifth house placements cause it's not, it's leisure and play. It's not necessarily like anything that's like incredibly impactful, but um, you know, with the moon there, I guess it would kind mm. of affect how you view like your home life um and yeah so that's your moon sign um and those ancestral wounds now the one thing i want to say about ancestral wounds though as well as your true node, is um you know i call it wounds like we call it ancestral wounds or soul's wounds but these are really gifts these are gifts that um you have from previous lives that you're now going to use in this human experience to help others as well as become your highest self. So, you know, I would say with a moon, with your ancestral wound in um, the fifth house and Aquarius, that means that, you know, definitely be a giver, definitely, you know, um, look out for people that are meaningful to you, but always make sure your cup is filled up first, you know, um, do the things that are enjoyable to you, like go on vacations, like, you know, just really give yourself the time to, you know, fill yourself up. Um, And the same thing with like your Chiron, like give yourself the time and space that you need to, you know, really honor the work that you're doing, you know, because again with the Chiron and Gemini, it feels like it's not doing enough or it's like, you know, not important. So I I guess it's kind of like pausing. Um, Gemini can also be sometimes fast paced energy. So like pausing and really reflecting on accomplishments um, and also things that you are doing for other people. Um, I think Gemini, it's it's a fellow air sign to Aquarius. So it can also be very, very um, social and team oriented. So, you know, kind of leaning into like how you're helping others that can help transmute that Chiron energy. And, um, which I think ultimately is going to help your true note energy. Cause if you can do that, you know, it's like you show up more as like a leader, um, if people can trust you and you feel, um, really successful in what you're doing. So I just wanted to say that cause sometimes people think that that's like a, um, like a setback, like these wounds mm. are, but they're not, it, it's just really just a, it's like a key, it's like keys to unlocking certain doors that, um, I feel like need to be open for us to really ascend to our best selves um next up so in this methodology the way we craft like the your um your soul's purpose like as a statement as we take what i just mentioned so we take the chiron we take your true node and also um the 12th house so i didn't mention that so the 12th Mm -hmm. house is like um it's seen as like your ideal client archetype. And I don't know if you have like your own business, but this could just be people that you interact with and you um, are here to assist in any way. So the 12th house, um, again, it's the archetype of those people. So you have it in two signs, you have it in Leo and Virgo. So that these people are going to basically embody these energies. So a Leo it's um, very magnetic, social, it's warm. Uh, Leo's ruled by the sun. So it's attractive. Um, I call Leo the trendsetter of the Zodiac. So it's like, it doesn't mind spotlight um, getting attention. Uh, Virgo's an earth sign. However, slow moving, hardworking, very practical, um, consistent. So these people are going to be, you know, confident, hard workers. That's how I, um, Categorize somebody who has Leo and Leo and Virgo energy. They're hardworking, but they're like very, very confident, and you know don't mind standing out. But you're here to really help those people um, become comfortable shining their light in um, a leadership way, and where they're like kind of taking ownership of their own capabilities, and they also are able to get paid for it. Because that's where your challenges are. So we say that, you know, your soul's purpose is here to help others overcome where you're wounded. Um, so that's what I got from that. Now, what do you do for a living? I don't think I actually need to beginning. going to be-
0: um, I'm a midwife. Oh, interesting. And I work for Doctors Without Borders to go to, like, I've just come back from South Sudan to uh-huh. train up their national staff on, like, midwifery skills. I was a manager there. So it's a bit weird that you're saying all of this
1: yeah is, is that yeah. was that accurate
0: though what I said yeah because like oh, my okay. job was like because I never felt like I did enough but I went there so my okay. job was to go and um so the, the South Sudanese midwives who you know wouldn't have had the same education that I did mm-hmm. <clears throat> my job was there to like be their manager and support them and train them and like take the complicated cases and like improve the department
1: Oh, wow. That sounds like really tough work,
0: actually. It was. <laughs> it was. I was exhausted when I got home.
1: Oh, wow. How long have, did you do that?
0: Six months. It was my okay. first time. So, mm-hmm. and then I'm planning to go again, but then COVID happened. So,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, um, I definitely think you are on the right track. I mean, if you find that really satisfying, then I. I think so. I mean, you you said you had, like, um, some
0: hesitations about moving, though. Is it because COVID, or? Um, It's just, it was, it was really difficult, you know, it was really challenging, and the first three months were just awful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my partner dumped me and I was over there with no network. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. And then um I came home at Christmas for my my break, my vacation. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna own this shit. Mm -hmm. Um and I did and I had a I really enjoyed it then in the end. But it's just there's always that back in my mind, that nervousness of like, is it gonna be as horrible or difficult as it was, you know?
1: Yeah, that's understandable.
0: And then I'm worried about just getting too comfortable at home Mm -hmm. and will I not? Put push myself to, to do it again. I think I will.
1: I I was gonna say I think you are too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely think you are as well. Um, okay, so that's actually all the notes I had. Um, so I'm just curious, this relationship you had that didn't work out. You said he was a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Did you have that in your um in your upbringing in your household?
0: I think my dad's a narcissist. Okay, just and wondering. Yeah, I think if I reflect back on every kind of relationship I've ever had, you know, it was the love bombing. Mm -hmm. When I think back to that relationship, like we'd known each other for a few years before that we'd worked together. Then it was the love bombing. But as I think back, I always remember feeling like this, what I thought was butterflies, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I love him. I think it was actually anxiety. It, like, I could. Oh. do you know what I mean? I, I always wonder, do we make that mistake? It was, do you think it's like butterflies at the start of a relationship when you're so in love, but actually excitement and huh. anxiety are the exact same feeling. It's just how you frame it in your mind,
1: you know? That's true. Yeah. That's like, that actually made me think of
0: yeah. previous you know relationships what I
1: mean? too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he um went to work overseas and then it was mm-hmm. kind of the devaluing. And then I went to the same country as him, not in the exact same place as him. And I really struggled; it was horrendous. Like we with so many babies dying that I'd never seen before in my career, because oh. I work in the UK, and we it does it's the same in the states. It, it's not what you, it's, it's not usual to us, as it is mm-hmm. in a developing country. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, you know, and I had been on call, so I'd worked every day, but I was working every night as well, yeah. and I was exhausted. And then he just broke up with me because I was no longer a source of joy for him. Like, what?
1: Oh, because you were too busy?
0: Yeah, and I yeah. was, like, stressed, and I yeah. needed support, and I wasn't getting it, and I was calling him out on him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. And I was just like, okay, what? And I was broken. Like, I was devastated. Um, but I think it's been good for me. Like, I did a lot of exploring and, like, a lot of thinking about it afterwards. Um, yeah. Were I've- you guys together long? About two years. Okay. And I thought, like, he was the one for me. Um, but mm. it's just, like, if someone's not going to show up when you need them, that's not a partner, is it? Like, no. but, but when I think back on certain things that I, that I just always kind of felt edgy, like, I thought it was butterflies, but it was, you know, and it's like that. I always think to myself, I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a female thing, like, I don't trust my own instinct enough, and I should, because it's never wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's a good message for women that like, don't disregard it. Yeah. Because, that is so because, true. Cause you're never wrong. And I was always kind of like on edge.
1: With and him. Yeah. yeah. Cause there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause there probably were
0: signs that, you know, was alerting you. Mm-hmm. I, Cause I knew about narcissism. I knew what it was. It wasn't like this happened suddenly I was educated on it. Like I've been reading things about narcissism for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, been every partner I've ever had has love bombed and so I need to work on why am I why am I drawn to that Mm -hmm. like I need that's something I need to to work out myself but yeah I know a bit of a broken heart it was pretty nasty but um I think I'll get there I think I'll be all right okay
1: yeah was was the breakup recent I know you were together for two years
0: but November okay so um but when I was away I was working so much and there wasn't really the opportunity to to process you know mm-hmm. to to really think it out um and then I got home here in March and my brother was getting married so family wedding all was crazy and it started to calm down and then I started to think about actually you know someday I will be grateful that that happened mm-hmm. um because you, know, exactly. you know initially you know initially you think oh he'll come back oh he'll love me again no <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah
1: definitely not with the narc oh my goodness no No, no. I haven't been Hoovered though, so I'm just
0: uh I was gonna actually has he Hoovered you, yeah, but No. uh, Huh. No. I wonder sometimes do they not? Hopefully not. I had uh what are we gonna say? I was gonna say well well, with online capabilities,
1: you never know, you know. Like if you if you guys were friends on social media.
0: Blocked. Oh, okay. I was I was very good at no contact within Mm -hmm. five minutes, Mm blocked deleted everything. I was like, yes. <laughs> Onwards. <laughs> but yeah, no. Why did you stop doing your narcissist support? Um, you know, I just felt like it
1: really took a lot of energy you know, um, for sure. I don't mind writing about it. And I actually did stop writing about it too. I have, I started another publication that's a little bit, um, more esoteric. And I felt Mm -hmm. like I was actually more drawn to, um, like the spiritual side of things and, uh, you know, astrology, of course. Mm -hmm. So I just start, you know, I decided to just dive into this. I feel like it helps me kind of get out of that space yeah, um, And I do believe that, you know, to really, really help people, you really can't be like in it. You have to kind mm. of like get out fully, even though mm. like, I was raised in a narcissistic home. So I feel like my entire life probably will be a journey of healing. But mm. um, yeah, again, as far as working with people, I just needed to be like in a different space. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. And, because I, f- yeah. I find like a few support groups and things like that. And I find I had to step away. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, it's just. I'm sure yourself. There's only so many times you can hear what's effectively the same story over and over again. Yeah, and it's something that people need to. You give them the tools to say, okay, this is what's happened to you. It's horrible, Mm -hmm. but you have to. But some people don't want to and don't want to or can't.
1: Comfortable, you know, victimhood is comfort for a lot of Mm. people. You
0: know. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, but no, it's good to find a comrade. Thank you. No, no problem. Thank you, and what's, I'm glad what, you found me. What's uh, what's your new publication? Because I I really like your stuff, so I'd like to read it.
1: Um, so <laughs> there's only like three articles on there, to be honest with you. But it's called um the Sacred Mindset Recovery Lab. Okay, brilliant. Thank yeah, you. So, yeah. So yeah, so I've just been on there and I'm doing different things. But this honestly took off. Like I got so many requests to do readings, so mm-hmm. I haven't even been able to like sit down and really. I think I drafted something last week, but I didn't finish it. So so once I'm all wrapped up, hopefully next month, July, I'll get back to doing my
0: regular Fantastic. articles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good for so you. Excited. Thank you. You go, Carol.
0: Okay. I'll let you go. You take care and thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you. I wish you all the best. You too, my dear. Take care. All right. Bye.